Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of QSR Uncut. I'm your host, Danny Klein, the editor here at QSR Magazine, and joined by my colleague and co-host, Ben Coley. So this week, actually similar to last week, we're going to feature a 4040 brand. So we're giving you a little bit of a sneak peek ahead of our February report. And so this week, we are going to South Block. A lot to share here. Very exciting space, I think. I did try to go over how to pronounce this. I think I got this name right, but talking to CEO Amir Mostafavi. Yes, correct? Close? Nailed it. Nailed it. You nailed it. Yeah, it's actually easier to pronounce than you would think uh, when you first look at it, since you just literally say it how it looks, um, which I appreciate. um, Yeah, you did a great job. Yep. Yeah. So first of all, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Um, So we'll get into talking a little bit about the brand. If you want to just start, introduce yourself. Maybe give us a little background on you know the brand's origin story about how you got into the space, and we'll go from there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, thanks for thanks for having me on. Uh, excited to be here and excited to be on that forty forty list. Uh, or a little, little, like you said, a little early hint there. So uh, excited to be on that list. Thanks for selecting us to be part of that. And uh, yeah, we're um, we're a. Uh, uh, 12-unit uh, uh, concept out of the D.C., Virginia, Maryland area, the DMV. Uh, currently have three stores under construction. Uh, so that will bring us to 15 locations. We do we specialize in handcrafted smoothies, acai bowls, cold-pressed juices, um, toasts. Uh, we do everything uh, made from scratch, so we're not scooping any sorbet. Um, no fillers, no ice. So everything is uh, blended to order and, um, you know, just really uh, trying to deliver a great quality product and, and a great uh, experience. Um, and that's what South Block is all about. Our missions to um, help build healthier communities one block at a time. You know, I, I realized I should probably explain to people out there what the 4040 is, which I did not do in the in the last episode. But so the yeah. 4040, um, we've we've actually been doing it since 2017, and it was started as uh, essentially the name is is everything 40 under 40. So it's like a 40 under 40 you see on Forbes or any of these places. But we're doing it with fast casuals with few 40 or fewer units, um, just kind of identifying the. The next big thing, it, it actually started as a list um, where we had it in tiers. So you had some of kind of the category icons there at the top, and then it went down to you had smaller brands. And what we realized was that there we got so much attention for people who wanted to be on it that what we could instead turn it into was 40 new brands every year to kind of educate people on well, you know, it's probably the most exciting growth segment in food service and to introduce them to restaurants they've never heard of. So we've actually done 40 new restaurant chains every year since 2017, which I thought was going to be impossible, but it's um, it's actually definitely not been impossible. <laughs> every year we get yeah. about 70 or 80 brands that have never been on there before, which I'm always kind of amazed about. So, so essentially what we are recognizing there's a South, South Block about is that you're talking about a brand here that maybe you haven't heard of, but that has a lot of growth ahead of it. And it's also beyond just the growth part of it is really talking to a chain that does things a little bit differently, you know, that kind of takes that quality level up a notch. Um, I think that's what really defines sort of this next wave of fast casuals. So with that said, Amir, <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I think one, one thing I am interested in is uh, where the name came from. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
How yeah. did you come up with oh, that? I'd love to get in, get into the history a little bit. So, uh, yeah, excited to be on this uh, sort of emerging brands uh, next thing uh, list for forty under forty. Hopefully, you know, our plan is to be uh, over forty at some point. So, so good thing we got on the list now. We're really focused on on growth, and uh, uh, we're actually doing our first capital raise. But we've been—I've uh, actually been in this business uh, for a while. I started the um, South Block uh, brand in 2011. Um, started my first juice bar back in 2004. I was just a couple of years out, out of uh, college. I went to Virginia Tech, um, and uh, sort of the 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 story there is that I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. My dad was a business professor and then started uh, video rental businesses in the 80s and 90s. So that's kind of where I got my experience in business was working for him at the video store. And, uh, you know, my, my, my mom would run the daytime shift. So it was a family business. And, you know, I, I learned a lot about business there that I take with me today. And, uh, you know, I learned uh, from my dad, just work ethic and, and grit and determination. You know, he's a guy that immigrated to the States at 19 without knowing any English and uh, eventually got uh, was able to get his PhD and become a professor and start his own businesses. And, you know, a lot of that uh, it was possible because of just determination and, and, and not giving up. And um, so I've taken that uh, uh, lesson along with what I learned from my mom, um, which was connection to community. You know, a lot of the people would come in there during the daytime uh, at the video store and she would know their names. She'd know what movies they like, what actors they liked. And that's why they would come to us because of that connection we had with them. So when I, when I started my first juice bar, it was called campus fresh at George Washington university. Um, and, uh, you know, I took that with me. We, we were very involved in student, student life and activity in the community. And, uh, and, um, people started coming in. We were on the second floor of the, of the campus gym with no exterior signage. Uh, and, uh, we technically weren't open to the public, but we started getting a lot of people from the neighborhood and the community and the general public coming in because they had heard about us. Um, so it was word of mouth. So, uh, you know, they heard about the the great product and the, and the good vibes. So uh, when I had the chance to, to, to take this concept on the road and, and open outside of the university, I, uh, I, I, I found this spot in Clarendon, which is in Arlington in Virginia. Uh, it's a, a community that I, that I lived in uh, for a period of time a- after college and just always thought that my juice bar concept would do great there. So when I found a spot there, I was still a very young entrepreneur, didn't want to take on a lot of risk. So it's a 700 square foot location on the backside of this building, which was they were building two new towers as part of this project. One was the North Block Tower. And I bet you can guess the other one was called the South Block Tower. So, you know, without wanting to call it Campus Fresh, because I wasn't on campus anymore, I didn't know what I wanted to call it. But that name South Block really stood out to me because I knew that I, I didn't want to call it something generic, like smooth, like Arlington Smoothie or something like that. But I wanted the name to more represent our mission um, which was to build healthier communities. And, and this location was perfect for that to kind of prove that concept where, like I said, 700 square foot, we had this huge column down the middle on the back side of this building on the South block where no, there was no pedestrian foot traffic really to speak of. 
it was the last spot available in the project. No one wanted it, but me being a young, naive entrepreneur, not wanting to take on a lot of risk, I'll take it. And we're going to build a community around this block. We're going to build a community uh, by offering an awesome product, by being involved in the community, being involved with other businesses, building a great culture. And, you know, that's what we did. And people started finding us on the South Block. And then, you know, you wouldn't even recognize that neighborhood from where it was in 2011. Uh, you know, there's so many other awesome businesses around us now. And uh, and we've really been able to be a part of uh, that community and build up that that community. And, and that's what South Block is. That's where the name comes from. And everywhere we opened, that's our mission to uh, to to just do our part to try to make that community a little bit better. Yeah, I guess um, something we, we've asked um, on previous podcasts, you know, especially in the, the health uh, space, it seems, you know, particularly with COVID, um, you know, with the, with the sicknesses going around, people seem to gravitate toward these better for you brands, you know, because they're just more health conscious. And I was wondering, you know, if you kind of talked about, you know, your guys' kind of personal journey through COVID, did you, got, did you ever kind of sense a, a bump, you know, from that kind of consumer mindset, like this eagerness of wanting to, you know, um, be more healthy. And did you, did you kind of, I guess maybe anecdotal, I don't know if you be able to speak to it quantitatively, but maybe anecdotally, do you kind of kind of feel that from the consumer base as that, that, that gravitation, that kind of pull toward your products because of the, the health that it represents? Yeah. COVID definitely put a spotlight on, on health and, and, and products that are, that are going to keep you healthy. You know, like I said, we, I started South Block in 2011 and there's been, you know, from what, a, what, what we are today, from what we, what, what we were then um, is, is completely different. And that's because part of uh, our, our role as we see it in this industry is to continue to evolve with what, what people are looking for, what new healthy products are out there, how, how we can evolve those products and, and, and make new products from fruits and vegetables or superfoods and, um, so, you know, we definitely, I've, I've been doing acai bowls since 2005. We were one of the first to import acai bowls to the East coast. Um, and that was really because this surfer dude came in my shop and asked if he could make me an acai bowl. And I was like, what the heck is that? And he made me one and it like blew my mind. It was like the greatest thing I've ever tasted. So I started importing it the next day, uh, 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 and, and selling it. We were selling like maybe five or 10 a day if that, because nobody knew what it was, no one cared, but I loved it. And then um, uh, really like with the popularity of Instagram, when people started seeing pictures of the bowls and things like that, like in the 2012, 13, it, it, that, that category really started taking off. Um, so, you know, and, and, then, and then I've seen too, like just, uh, uh, sort of younger generations being more um, conscious about what food they're eating and what they're putting in their body and just their overall health in general. So, you know, when, well, like you said, when COVID hit, then that put another spotlight on that. And definitely we saw people wanting to have products that were going to keep them healthy and boost their uh, immunity. So, you know, our, our mission is just to always uh, be evolving, always to be there um, and, and to just to stick with, you know, you did see an explosion kind of in this category, especially in that acai category, um, which is great. You know, people are looking for the product. People want it. But our 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 differentiator is that 
I make I make these bowls the same way I was taught from day one. And and today there are so many shortcuts to making the bowls, whether it's a soft serve machine or a scoopable sorbet or or, or a powder. We we didn't do it. We never got into any of that stuff because we want to make sure it's the best quality, the healthiest product for you, and uh, and and we want to make them the the, the traditional way. So that's that's what we stuck to, and um, customers noticed that difference. And and yeah, through COVID, um, it was a challenging time. You know, as I'm sure many of your listeners can relay, especially in food service, uh, but. We were fortunate enough to have a product that people were looking for. We had technology in place through our app, uh, and we were already doing some third-party delivery stuff. So, you know, that really um, um, helped us make it through uh, COVID um, uh, fairly fairly unscathed. You know, of course, we had our bumps, and it was very challenging and tough times. And you know, industry is continuing to see challenging times through supply chain and and uh, uh quote unquote recession and inflation um but our our whole philosophy is we're people first we're people over profits and that's not to say we don't want to make a profit we're in business to make a profit but we know that if we put people first that we're always going to be able to survive any situation that comes our way um, we're going to put our employees first. We're going to put our customers first. And we know that that if we do that, then our customers and our employees are going to be there for us. And that's exactly what happened during COVID. Um, so, you know, we're grateful for that. And, and, you know, we also have a great team at South Block here, great leadership team of people that are solution minded and constantly inspired by challenges and and want to think of solutions and you know so we were we were busy you know every day and still you know waking up every day looking for ways that we can improve and do better uh, so i have a quick question uh how do you so what is the right way to make an acai bowl you know what are we talking about here i mean i i think like a lot of people i've had them but you know what what is the difference yeah so i'm an i'm an acai purist right like <laughs> Yeah. I don't I don't like the scoopable stuff because in order to get it scoopable, you need to add some kind of stabilizers and gums and it generally has a lot of sugar in it. Mm. Um, you know, it almost becomes like an ice cream. So we we take um, uh, pure acai pulp and then we have <clears throat> curated different recipes over the years. where We blend them with other fruits and vegetables. Mm. Uh, and one of the uh, uh, one of our best-selling bowls is the is the PBJ bowl, which has the acai blended with almond milk and bananas and peanut butter. So, if you're a peanut butter fan, that bowl is is fantastic. So, you know, we have we have we have several recipes that we've come up with using that pure acai uh, in our in our recipe in our blends. They're all blended to order in a blender. Uh, with our different recipes, so they're proprietary, and and you won't find it anywhere else. So, um, you know, this this is the way that that uh, uh, traditionally acai bowls have been made in Brazil, and uh, the way I think that they that they should that they should be uh, made and and served to to guests. So you were um, you were doing acai bowl kits um, during COVID, weren't you? Or home delivery versions of those? It's kind yeah. of a mm-hmm. 
That's kind of an interesting. Um, how did you package that? Did you kind of give him the pulp, or was it all like you know, just pure take this home and put it together kind of deal? Yeah, that's one of those you know things during COVID where it just kind of organically happens. You know, we were during that time where there was that stay home order that we all remember. I don't think we 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 don't love to relive those days, but uh, there was there was that stay home order and. Uh, and and uh, we were thinking, how can we get people our product without having to order uh, from us every day? So we put together an eight pack of bowls and we would everyone from me to my VPs uh, participated in just delivering these boxes to people's doorsteps. And it was a it was an eight pack of bowls with just the bases, the granola and the fruit on the side. And uh, they just took off. And so we evolved that into into uh, a product that we can package and, and ship. Um, so, you know, it's just one of those ideas that that uh, came out of necessity during the time. You know, I was going to mention, you know, before I started working at this magazine, I remember one the first story I ever wrote was on a brand that um, made um, acai um, bowls. And I remember hearing that word during the uh, interview and not knowing what in the world I, I saw you was. I think that, that might was here. Yeah. That was when you were working here. Yeah. I, I guess that might've been just because I grew up in very rural areas in uh, North Carolina. So I, they didn't really have like acai places. So like I never even heard of acai before I came here, but now like I hear it all the time. And of course now I'm more like a more Metro area. So I see the, the, different concepts selling it but um yeah like it's uh, it's definitely um a thing like definitely on the rise in, in popularity like you see a lot more and more everywhere you go now yeah i uh I, um, so happy. I remember i remember what you're talking about now actually so i, yeah, I, I yeah. think i know the answer to this question and i was gonna so a lot of times when we talk to brands we ask ben whether or not like with he can do different food <clears throat> tests or challenges that they have oh. Have you ever, I assume you have never done a juice cleanse, Ben. No, I've never done a juice cleanse. I think but you would, I, I think you I would struggle good. more with that than you would eating the 30 inch pizza that we talked about that, that other podcast. <laughs> I, I probably would. Cause I, I would, I'm not good at like, um, holding, holding myself back in terms of, I guess it'd be, yeah, you're right. It'd be probably be easier for me to in, in, indulge myself than to hold myself back. You'd be, be, you'd be slamming my door when you walk by in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I'm not going to, I'm not going to force you to, to uh, do do a juice cleanse, but uh, you know, we actually have a different philosophy on that. Like, I think there's, uh, there's definitely some benefit to, to juice cleansing, you know, both, both for the nutrition and just the mental aspect of doing it. But, um, you know, I, I, I always, part, part of the idea of South Block and, and the brand was um, I wanted to do it a little bit different where, uh, you know, we weren't so focused on the idea of like it had to be, like juice had to be for the intention of a juice cleanser. You know, I wanted to present South Block in a way that when I started my juice bar, there was a lot of juice bars doing the cold press juice thing and they felt very cosmetic in ways. And I wanted to make South Block very approachable to anybody, even if it was the guy eating the pizza, like you were talking about, right? I want anyone to walk in and feel like this South Block is for me. Like I can find something here that I love and it feels approachable. So we try to do it a different way. And while we offer juice cleanses, like um, I want my message is like, hey, whether you do a juice cleanse or not, like just incorporating juice into into your diet in some way, or just if you feel like you need an extra boost of, of fruits and veggie, veggies, because 
you know, you're feeling sluggish or you're hungover or whatever it is, like juice can be used for that too. So many people have it, have the connotation of like cleansing with juices, which, you know, isn't the full, isn't the full purpose in, in my view of that, of a cold right, press yeah. juice. Yeah. Here, drink yeah. this, this cayenne pepper, uh, lemonade, um, it's a different, yeah. <laughs> different kind of vibe. Um, yeah, I know. I know you've got. Oh, yeah, this we lot, have this, this one. Smaller, uh, yeah. No, keep going. I was gonna say we have this one shot called the bomb shot. It's just ginger, turmeric, uh, and lemon, and that is, I think, is spicy. If, mm, I, if I, I see you guys I would, in person, we'll do a shot together. I like I like uh, a lemon a lot, so I think I would I would like that. I like yeah. the spicy. Yeah, I'll actually a lot of times I'll just take a lemon and cut it in half, and then I'll just drink it. Like I'll yeah. squeeze it out. Yeah, I don't know yeah if that I feel makes like me that. weird or not. I don't know. The lemon's part of it, but that ginger and turmeric. I mean, it'll cure whatever's wrong with you. So, <laughs> oh, well. like you in the blue or, or Danny could have used that a couple of days ago. Yeah, I, could, I could still use. Yeah, I had the flu for yeah. for a little bit there. Oh yeah, you need this stuff. It's like a flu shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I um, I actually was getting little like juice shots at Whole Foods um, the other day. You know, for about four straight days because we don't yeah. have a south we don't have a south block here in um, in Chapel Hill. You know, yeah, maybe well, put, that, put that on the growth yeah, map. And, you know, we are we are uh, looking to expand. You know, like I said, we're doing our capital raise. We just did a uh, we just brought on a, a COO. Speaking of Whole Foods, he was a 29 year vet of Whole Foods, vice president of operations for Mid Atlantic. He just joined us uh, a couple months ago as our first ever COO. So we're really excited about him. Uh, you know, uh, joining our team and and so we're. That's our next phase is, is preparing for growth into new markets. And, and North Carolina is definitely one of those markets uh, we have our eyes on. So could be yeah, you know, I, I saw you have this motto in here about count cal- colors, not calories. I think it's actually really interesting um, because yeah, I was um, I was talking to a, uh, a celebrity who is with a juice chain. We won't get into details, but, but, you know, he, he actually said that, you know, one thing that people were surprised about is, Oh, you're going to get into a juice chain. Or are you going to just take those calories on? And I thought that was, I had never heard that before because in my brain, I'm like, who gets fat from drinking juice? But you know, you probably have other problems. Um, but, but just kind of talk <laughs> a little bit about that because I, I think that that's a, that's a very good motto because it does, yeah. You know, sometimes people get kind of stuck in, in nutrition being very, you know, gray yeah. and white and it's, and it's not, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we like to think that we're, you know, diet and nutrition for people can be the, you know, uh, a very um, personal choice and people have different opinions on it. So, you know, at South Block, we're uh, equal opportunity for dieters, you know, whatever your, your belief is, we, we have something for you, but, um, you know, uh, and with fruits and vegetables in particular, you know, we, we think just, just focus on the nutrition that you're getting from whole foods, from whole plant foods, uh, fruits and vegetables, you know, there's a difference between the sugar you get from fruits than from refined sugar. So, um, so count colors, not calories. We're actually coming out with a, uh, a, a new line of, uh, of, of smoothies that are, that are focused on that motto of count colors not calories are coming out with a it's a line of skincare uh shakes that you guys might be interested in and they're featuring uh sea moss which is kind of the new uh uh uh, uh, 
booster in our smoothies that we think is is going to take off in 2023 and that people are going to want to incorporate in their in their health routine. Uh, CMOS has gotten a lot of buzz lately, and it's really good for your gut health, uh, for your bones, for your skin. So really from beauty from the inside out. So we have a uh, three three different ones that are focused on that color theme. We have a pink, a green, and a and a blue. Um, so that's going to be kind of coming out right at the beginning of of the new year, two thousand twenty three. Um, that falls right in line with that count colors, not calories, uh, motto that we that we uh, that we like to talk about. What is uh what does that taste like? Sea moss because I would say that sea moss doesn't sound like it would taste good. <laughs> just yeah, kind of, just well, that, you know, that's, that's the trick, you know, in 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 our industry here is you got to make things taste good. So you know, if you had sea moss on its own, probably not the greatest. But when you when you figure out how to blend it, you know, with uh, with different things uh, like uh, almond milk and dates and and uh and and uh strawberries and and you know bananas things like that you, you you work on recipes and then the things taste delicious and you're getting things that are great for you and you know we were we were also one of the first to start putting kale in smoothies believe it or not there was a time when kale was not put in smoothies uh kale was was uh you probably saw it as a decorative thing at a salad bar or if you got like one of those edible arrangements it was like the base of the edible arrangement that everyone yeah. threw away um but you now then now kale is like a household thing everyone you know everyone uh, knows what kale is and and knows the health benefits of it so we started putting kale in smoothies and that was one of the tricks is like making a delicious smoothie with kale and spinach in it that even kids will drink right and we have our first one's called the super green that's the first one i came up with and uh uh, you know, it's still our best-selling green smoothie, and kids kids will drink it. So a lot of parents say it's the only time I can get my kids to eat any vegetables is to drink this <laughs> super green smoothie. So making yeah. fruits and vegetables taste delicious—that's uh, that's that's what our job is. So you know, in addition to you know bringing on that whole foods vet, you know, we see here that you also were. You know, selected by Amazon to be, you know, one of the brands in their uh, new headquarters. Obviously, you know, that's a um, a huge moment for you guys. So, as you know, I was hoping you can you know, talk us through that, you know, that growth and, you know, how important, you know, that is in your guys' growth story. You know, the Amazon, yeah. you know, guys picked you guys to be a part of that. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, really exciting. You know, the Amazon headquarters that is opening up here in Arlington and Pen- in Pentagon City. Um uh, they were focused on uh, bringing the best of the best local brands to be part of that project. And uh, they were really wanted to bring in a, a juice brand and, and we were selected to, to be part of that project. So we're actually just starting construction on that uh, this month and uh, plan to open hopefully in June of 23. Uh, so really excited to be a part of that project. We we're more excited to be selected for the reasons why they were selecting us um you know we really pride ourselves on being a a a community business and uh uh you know giving back to the community is a big thing for us and um you know matter of fact i started a non-profit organization in 2019 called fruitful planet uh and the whole purpose of that organization is to get fruits and vegetables back to people in the community 
So we take a percentage of all of our juice sales, it goes to Fruitful Planet, and then we use 100% of those funds to donate fruits and vegetables to underserved people in our community, whether it's through food banks or uh, or, or elementary schools in the community. Um, and we've, through COVID, that was, uh, it was uh, uh, really awesome to have that organization as part of South Block to be able to give back. And we, we don't, we've donated over 60,000 pounds of fruits and vegetables to people in our community um, uh, uh, since we started Fruitful Planet in 2019. So something we're really proud of, and it's something that we want to make sure we continue to do in every community that we open in. And that, you know, that's sort of the challenge for us is how do we, as we grow, maintain the quality, the product, the company culture, and the connection to our community. And, uh, you know, even though I've been doing this since 2011, we're going to be at 15 locations. So it's been a lot of growth, but it's also been kind of slow, steady growth. But, you know, now we're at a point where we built up our team and we've, we, we, we figured out all of our systems and um, we'll never grow where it's sacrificing our, our, our company culture or our people experience or our quality of product. But we're confident now with everything we've put in place that we can grow at a larger scale by maintaining those things. So really excited to be part of the Amazon project. That's going to be our 15th location, like I said. And, and the, what we keep saying is 15 to 50. That's what we're focused on now is now that we got we're getting our 15th location open here in Amazon we see that as really our catalyst into building a a, a national brand um so that's where our focus is now and we're really excited about the future so is is the path for you all going to be corporate locations you ever think about franchising i mean what's kind of uh you know what do you have in <clears throat> mind to get to that 50 yeah so, I mean, I definitely thought about franchising. I've always been kind of not a fan of going that route. Um, we did get our FDD last year. We haven't put it to use yet, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, the door is not closed on that idea, but we are more focused on uh, uh, corporate growth. Um, you know, again, we want to make sure that w as we're growing that we have uh, control over the quality of the product and the culture and the, and the connection to the community. So currently our, our, um, our, our plan is corporate growth, but there could be some opportunities for, for franchising as well down the road. Okay. Um, like I said, whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever allows us to grow, we want to grow as fast as we can, but while not sacrificing our, our brand either. Right. Yeah. We feel I mean, like that's, that's the healthiest, most sustainable way. Uh, to 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 grow a business and our you know people over profits, but also our numbers are fantastic. Like it would make an amazing franchise. Uh, but it, you know we we figured out a model that that uh, you know has produces great uh, average unit volumes and uh, you know build outs are, are are fairly simple. There's no hood required or any of that. So you know the magic is really in the uh, the product and the people. Right. Um, last one I was going to ask you just about that people side. You know, culture has come up a lot in this discussion. I mean, what are you know what are you all doing? I think I to kind of stand out there. You know, I think fast casual has a leg up, generally speaking, here with the way that the labor market has moved because it's it's a lot easier to have a brand 
Haiku's ethos and what it stands for is sort of on its sleeve. And, you know, people who are like-minded could come work there and say, okay, this is a brand that makes healthy food that I want to eat myself, you know? So sometimes a little bit of an easier sell than some of the quick service giants who are trying to recruit. So, but beyond that, um, you know, what kind of culture have you built? How do you keep that going? You know, what are some ways that from the front lines, you know, up that you really have people buying into the broader purpose of the brand? Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people connect with the fruitful planet mission and that we're giving back and we're doing something, something bigger with a bigger purpose. You know, people really connect to brands that have a purpose that's larger than the product that they're selling. And, you know, going back again to the early days, when I started my business, you know, like I said, I worked in my parents' video store, but I never worked in food service. Uh, The only food service experience I had was I worked two weeks in a sandwich shop at Virginia Tech. And I quit after two weeks because my manager was just a real jerk, right? And, and, And so that was the lesson that I had that is still our rule number one is like, you know, don't be a jerk. Because if you're a jerk, your people will quit, right? So that's our rule number one to this day. And sometimes yes, the simplest rules right. <laughs> are the sometimes the simplest rules are the are the um, are are the, are the best rules, you know. So don't don't be a jerk. Is 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 has been my uh, uh, rule number one from day one when I started the business, and it's still our rule number one. Um, so, you know, everyone we, we bring into the company, you know, they're just good people and they're, they're here because they want to be part of a great culture. So I think that's important too, is, is, um, bringing in people who, uh, who, uh, want to be part of a great culture and want to help you build that because culture is the, the hardest thing to build for your business. You know, and, and what I've seen in, in my years of, of being in business is there is more of a focus on company culture in, in our industry today, way more today than there was when I first started back in you know, 2004, 2005, which is amazing. Because when I started, like the, the, uh, the general perception was that restaurant managers were jerks, right? And that's why I was like, okay, I'm not going to be a jerk. I'm naturally not a jerk, but I'm not going to let the industry turn me into a jerk either. And I'm also not going to bring people in to be part of our leadership team who are jerks. So, you know, I've met a lot of people along the way who have been part of toxic environments and have joined my team because they're just done with it. They want to be part of a positive environment. They want to, they want to be part of a, 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 a great culture and, and uh, they want to be part of a, uh, something special. So, you know, for me personally, making the business about more than smoothies, juices, acai bowls, is what keeps me motivated and going every day. Like, look, if I was just every day thinking about how can I sell a smoothie, I'd be very bored, right? But when you make your business about something larger, some bigger purpose of how you can impact people's lives, now it becomes like a big mission, right? And I think everyone, every one of us in the food service business can, can make your business about impacting people's lives because we're interacting with people uh, every day our employees, our guests, uh, people in our community. So make it about impacting them and, and, you know, with your team, like create paths and opportunities for them to, to, to grow. You know, we, we do a lot of things we call the South block Academy. So we're, we're, we're intentionally like giving people leadership tools and training. So 
they can learn things that are going to help them professionally and personally. Um, and whether they're growing with us or they take that along with them to their to their to their next opportunity, we feel like we've done our job and we're fulfilling our mission uh, to 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 focus on people and to give people more opportunities and and to you know just make people feel awesome. And I share this other I share this story sometimes too about uh, putting putting your team in your dream is what I call it, right? And I think it's so important as a business owner or, or a, a CEO of a company or a business manager or anyone in a leadership position to put your team in your dream because um, you have to realize that um, not everyone is going to care as much as you do, right? Unless you give them those same opportunities and put them into your dream. So, you know, the, this this realization came to me. Uh, I have two two little girls, uh, two daughters, and um, they they often tell me about their dreams that they have. Right, and uh, uh, a couple of years ago, I was driving one of them to, to to school in the morning, and she was telling me about her dream. And oftentimes, when people tell you about their dream, you get very bored and you get lost, right? Because the dream is like very exciting for them, but for you, it's like you're confused. You don't really know what's going on, and it just sounds crazy. But if they, if somebody is is telling you like uh, you know Danny you're telling Ben about your dream and then Ben Ben was in your dream right now Ben is more curious like about what happened in that dream he's asking questions yeah, you know? or, or creeped uh, out maybe I don't know. <laughs> out, but still he's he's listening yeah. um, he's tuned in now so you know <laughs> put people in your dream and they will pay attention. Um, so that that's been my mission as I've been growing my business. How do we give people more opportunities? Uh, you know, we do things like uh, profit sharing. We do flex PTO. Uh, you know, uh, uh, just everything we do along the way like is very collaborative. So they feel like part. Our my team is part of our mission uh, because you know you can't do it on your own. So you've got to bring people into into your, your dream and your opportunity and make make what you're building an opportunity for everyone around you as well. And if people feel yeah. that, then it's very motivational. It's not, and now it's not just a job, right? And I think that's what people are looking for. They're looking to be part of something bigger. They're looking to do something with their lives that is more than just a job. So if you can do that successfully, then you're going to have uh, a far easier time building your business and recruiting people and retaining people. And you're not going to have as much issues with, like labor shortage, like the, uh, uh, many in our industry are having today, which um, I think a lot of that is also a result of just uh, companies that did have poor culture, that did have poor culture that um, you know, you, you, there was no place to hide anymore. You, know, you have to you have to work on your culture and provide a great place for people to work because people have a choice right? and, and people yeah. don't want to be part of something and give their day to day uh, uh, time to uh, a place that they don't feel like appreciates them. That is all very true. Lots of, uh, lots of job surfing in this market. A lot of people quitting without having jobs. I think, I think that's a big difference from like when I first started working, <laughs> you know, whenever that was, people didn't do that. Even if you hated your job, you stuck it out until you found something else, but now you don't really need to do that. So as an employer, if you're not cognizant of that fact, you might end up suddenly with no one working there. <laughs> yeah. My, my little spiel here at the end. Um, 
the uh, corporate culture. But um, Amir, you know, thank you so much for joining us. But before I let you go, um, just want to make sure I open the floor one last time. Maybe if you want to tell people where they can find out more about the brand, about yourself, perhaps they want to connect, um, learn more, or or just reach out. Yeah, thank, thanks. Uh, thanks for asking. So Southlock, uh, follow, uh, you can uh, find us online at southlock.com on Instagram at, at Southlock. That's where you see all the awesome uh, photos of the, of the uh, juices and, and acai bowls and smoothies. I'd love for you to follow us at Southlock. Um, and, TikTok. Uh, <laughs> We're, we're 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 on TikTok. We're building that up, you know. Still yeah. trying to uh, Ben loves solve Ben that, loves TikTok. Um, no, I'm not a big TikTok guy. <laughs> we are on there though, so check us out there if you'd like. But uh, yeah, I'm oh, excited uh, excited uh, to to be on today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, thank you. And um, you know, for everybody listening out there, we uh, 4040 will be out in February, just like last year. We'll we'll do kind of a roundup where. We as a staff just go through the brands who made it. It was a lot of fun last year, but look forward to that. That is coming. But again, you know, for everybody out there listening, as always, we appreciate it. We'll see you next time.